Well, I'm just a, I'm a huge believer that anybody can rebrand themselves at any point in their life. Mm-hmm. I don't care how old you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we've done it mm-hmm. over and over again with 30, 40, 50, 60 year old people. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the Career Brand Story Podcast, where we talk about your career, your brand, and your story. I'm Jeremy Tudor, career strategist, brand marketer, and storyteller that created the career brand story method that has helped thousands of job seekers craft their career brand story for today's job market and land their dream job. Uh, Jeb is here with us as always. How are you doing today, Jeb? I'm doing great, man. I'm feeling happy. I'm happy to be recording this podcast. I'm happy to be seeing my friends. So it's a good day. You're on the tail end of a huge project. Oh, yeah. That thing is wrapping up. I'm about to invoice for my second half. It's a good week. Sounds great. Well, I'm really excited um, on today's podcast. Um, and this is this is the funny part uh, that I'm going to kind of tell on ourselves a little bit. But in the script, it is written this way. On today's podcast, we're going to be pretty meta and talk about podcasting. I just want you both to know that I had to go look up the word meta because my team wrote that in. <laughs> And this is Why showing, is this is showing my age. <laughs> what is meta? <laughs> oh my goodness! And uh, it's it, I, my understanding of it is it's like like just gets right to the point. I, th- I think, or it could be as used as awesome too. <laughs> I think it's like when you use the thing to talk about the thing. It's like uh, it's like doing a video about video. Yeah, or like a- taking a picture. Of a picture, it's like stepping back and oh, so I get it. We're talking about podcasting on a podcast. Uh, That's meta. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, I had to go Google that and look it up. So that was pretty funny. I wonder where you got your answer, Uh, but that's not all we'll cover for being like Google. Was it? Were you on Urban Dictionary or something when it said that it was awesome? No, I I literally just Googled meta and looked at whatever Google told you were and kind of. Yeah, that Google and their tricks. Well, that's that's where I get all my knowledge from. (laughs) (laughs) Same Google. I I didn't need to pay these student loans. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, I actually had that whole long conversation with my son, Luke, this week. Uh, He's starting his senior year. And so we're having this whole conversation about college or not college or what you can do here and what you can do there. So I imagine this next year there's going to be a few podcasts where we're going to be talking a lot about that for parents who've got graduating seniors. So for it, you know, it's, it's a different world uh, than what it has been. Uh, But we're also back to the podcasting that we're going to talk about podcasting. We're also going to talk about our guest story and find out why he got to the place where he's doing what he loves in podcasting. And I'm really excited to have Leighton Hart. He is a podcast host and producer at the podcasting for fun and profit. He's a co-founder of market street media uh, and a creator instructor of Start Your Podcast the Easy Way. And so, Leighton, we just want to welcome you here today. Thank you so much. It's so exciting to be here. Yeah. Really nice. And we're actually neighbors. Um, our offices are right across from each other in our building. Um, our work is somewhat parallel um, in the fact that like, we do really niched career personal branding, but Leighton's company, Market Street Media, is a marketing agency primarily focused on podcasting and YouTubing for businesses. Um, and so I follow them. I learn a ton. Uh, and uh, and then when I run into Leighton in the hallway, I'm usually bombarding him with a question <laughs> like, hey, what are you doing with, on this social media channel? How's that working for you? Um, and, uh, and you started Market Street Media uh, how long ago? Yeah, January of 2020. Oh, so you're just, it's just a year old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's really exciting. That's actually really, really exciting when I think back about some of the stats you shared. Because how many podcasts do you have going right now in your oh, network? You know, active, uh, eight or nine active shows on the network. We've started uh, 15 or 16. And of course, there's a there's an attrition process to podcasts. Sure. It's it's kind of a marathon. And um, and some folks have, have moved on to other things. But but yeah, we, we're producing a a fair amount of shows over there every week. Yeah, that's really exciting. And then you just recently started, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, but you just started this new podcast, Start Your Podcast the Easy Way, um, which is really a step-by-step, you know, kind of here's how you do it yeah. um, type of thing. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's a that's a thread, I think, as we talk about career stuff that will that will come up is is kind of my fascination with with 
helping people get unstuck and and uh, and making things easier for people that seem complex. Yeah, and that's actually your second podcast that you started, or is that is that number two, or is there more? It is actually. So I our my first foray into podcasting was I started a show called Johnson City Living. Yes, and actually that's the first one I ever published. I had you know ideas for some, and I recorded yeah. some practice set, you know sessions you know years ago, but never could figure out how to get all the stars aligned. And so last year I just started uh, calling up people. Uh, I actually not calling. I don't like phone calls. Um, I started emailing people. Uh, do you want to come be on my podcast? And the the theme was this community we live in, the people, places, events, and flavors that make it a really nice place to live uh, and digging into some of those ideas. So interviewed 40 or 50 people over the last year and then actually sold that podcast uh, to, to somebody in my network. And it's a great fit for him and freed me up to to dig into something that that I'm really into, which is what we're doing right now, which is podcasting about podcasting. So, so you sold that podcast. Okay. We'll talk more Uh-oh. offline about that. <laughs> how you monetize that one. Jeremy's brain is ticking. Career brand, Career brand story, story is, is be... for sell. Yeah. <laughs> Career available. brand story 2.0 is starting next week. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I got to be on, um, the Johnson city living podcast. Um, I really appreciated being a part of that. And, uh, and really, Market Street Media really kind of ignited me to really push, because Jeb and I talked for a long time to do a podcast. We tried to practice run once. It was this disastrous moment, because we didn't have anything planned. We didn't know what talking about, but it, it was like one of these things we've always wanted to do. And then one of my team members was like, hey, this company, Market Street Media, you can like rent the space. And this was before we had office space. Yeah. And so... Um, and right, this was all before I reached out to you, I think before the pandemic. Yep. Yep. So it was like, yeah, this is going to work and great. And then things shifted for us and we were like, oh, we can do this in-house. Um, but, um, and then it just happened that we were renting space directly across the hall from you. So, um, but I've learned a ton from you guys and I think what y'all do is wonderful and I'm, I'm a huge fan. Um, I have the hats, I have the shirts. (laughs) I'm a, I'm a swag that's right. Yeah. I'm a swag guy. I will yeah. grab people's swag like nothing before. I don't have um, any. And I actually, gonna, I meant to wear my shirt today. I'm going to have to get some you, you don't Market have Street Media stuff next time I'm in Johnson City. Actually, you do have a Market Street Media Christmas present that's been sitting on my desk since before Christmas. <laughs> All you have to do is drive here and get it. That's Yes. That's <laughs> Otherwise, it's a free gift. It's it, This is the bad part. It's even in the box that you sent stuff to me to. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. I've repurposed the box. I have it ready to go, but you have Market Street Media swag. Oh, yeah. good. Well, I'm excited. Anyways, yeah, so we'll, let's just dive in a little bit yeah. and kind of rewind um, before we dive into like talking about podcasting on a podcast. Right. Um, tell us a little bit about where you are today and how did you get here? Yeah, great question. Uh, where I am today is, is like you said, I, I own a business across the hall from you, which um, honestly, I have, I have kind of office envy. I looked at this space that you're in that we're sitting in right now before it was vacant before you moved to town and um, flip of the coin between the, the space I'm in now and this. You've got such a cool space here. Love it. But I have a business across the hall, Market Street Media. And the whole point of that was I was trying to solve my own problem. I figured I figured there were probably other people in my shoes who were having similar issues where when I wanted to start a podcast, I was fiddling with the gear and the software and set up and tear down. There's all this complicated stuff that that was honestly harder than I felt like it should be. Yeah. And that I figured was probably a barrier to entry for a lot of people. And so I wanted to figure out if there's a way that I could knock that down or just have a kind of a plug and play place where people walk in, record their podcast, and walk out and everything else is done for them. Uh, because that's kind of what I wanted for myself. Yeah. And so that's that's where I am today. That is a far cry from what I've spent most of my professional life doing. Uh, in, in 2001, I got licensed as an investment advisor uh, and uh, have been in investment sales and financial planning and financial advice for, uh, you know, I guess... Well, almost 20 years uh, before I got out of that. So I, I sold a business last year and uh, put all my uh, time and energy into making wow. podcasts for people. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, and I think like talking about, you know, um, I was just talking to a client yesterday um, that has done some pretty incredible things. 
And I'm sitting there think, listening to him like, oh my gosh, I can't believe the things you've done. And But he kept coming back to this one thing. He was like, well, Jeremy, it's just understanding what a problem is and solving it. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about what you're saying about podcasting because I think that was – I mean, that's what I do. I just show up. Jeb does all the work yeah. on yeah. our podcast. Yeah. It makes us look great. But what a great service because so many people, I think, do think about podcasting, the equipment, the recording, the plugins, the what, you know, what do you have to do with all that? And that it's just an easy button. Come in, do yeah. it, leave, and you all take care of it. Yeah, that's the that's the dream scenario that, I, that I've tried to create it because I know after working with creative people for and being... I consider myself a creative person for uh, for a long time. It, we can get so in our heads about if everything's not perfect, then I can't publish or I can't get it out or whatever. And if I can take away any of the roadblocks so that people will take those ideas that are in their head or, or the ideas in their journal or whatever, or the group, pro, you know, the, those buddy projects that they want to get launched, if I can help get those out into the world, that is, that's a win for me. I, I love that. Yeah. So financial planning and investment seems like a pretty like straightforward, steady kind of job. And podcasting, starting your own business, being an entrepreneur is high risk. So from a behavioral standpoint, you know, from DISC that we use, I'm thinking, okay, one job is like, you know, kind of this high C, high blue, you know, we got things very analytical, stable, this is what you do. And then podcasting over here is like trial, error, uh, you know, everything that comes along with small business. Where was that? One of the things we've been talking about this quarter with our team is like that in every great story, there's tension. We all have it. Mm -hmm. So for you, like, where did like the embrace of the tension come for you to say, yeah, I'm not doing this financial thing anymore and I'm really going to go for what I love to do? Man, that's such a good question, and there's there's so much to that. Um, I'll I'll be very I'll be an open book here and be very honest that that from the earliest days of starting into that career in in financial planning, investment sales, and things like that, it felt to me like the shoe was on the wrong foot. Mm. Um, and and had I known, like <laughs> if there had been a Jeremy Tudor, you know, somewhere in the last eighteen nineteen years, uh, my life probably would be dramatically different because I yeah. I tried just being very candid here, I tried to get out of that for as long as I could remember because it just, it wasn't a good fit. It's, it's heavily sales uh, driven or was at the time. Yeah. I think the industry is changing a little bit, but um, it was mostly sales, which is, I'm not a sales guy. Um, I'm, I, I picture myself more as a teacher, as a facilitator than, than kind of a, a sales guy. And so the tension for me was always, um, I, I never want to put a client in a bad position um, I never want anything to happen to their money, obviously. Uh, so just a lot of tension around around career. Um, and what what led to me walking away from that is I, I don't even know what the right words are for it. Just having the guts to be honest with myself and let go of some identity stuff, too. Yeah. Because I know you know that identity is so closely linked to um, to career that being able to uh, say to people um, when they ask, so what do you do? I produce podcasts. Yeah. Knowing right. that's, that's, that's pretty niche. Not everybody's into that. And you know, there's maybe some prestige or status or whatever that comes along with it. Well, I'm a, I'm a financial planner. You know, it, it like sounds a certain way. Right. Um, and I kind of like that for a while, but, but not, um, it, it wasn't worth, it wasn't worth, you know, the, the, the struggle and the, and the potential downside that I saw, uh, in that industry to, to, to not be in a field that I love. Yeah. What was your education background? Um, degree in political science, um, and an MBA and, uh, thought I was going to go to law school. Uh, the LSAT had other plans for me, <laughs> um, which giving, giving a college senior, a standardized test on a Saturday morning is maybe not the best idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but so, and, and that was a bit of a crisis too, because I, I always thought I was going to be a lawyer come from right. a long line of lawyers. And then it's okay. What do I do in, in college? I was the editor of the school newspaper and loved writing and putting together publications. And, and that was creation at that time. And, uh, first job out of college was working for the newspaper in Asheville, the daily newspaper in the newsroom, mm. uh, writing obituaries and calendar events and things like that. 
a little bit about real estate. And then when I came here to the Tri-Cities, I worked for the Business Journal of the Tri-Cities as a staff writer and editor. So that's like the, the formative years. And then there's, you know, a period where, you know, you're looking at starting a family and you're like, I'm a journalist making eight seventy six an hour. Like, yeah. uh, like family-wise, this isn't going to work. And so I need to find something else that, that might be a little more. You need to talk to my son, Luke. This, I swear to you, this is almost the identical conversation, but like him at that point, mm-hmm. he is a writer. Uh-huh. He's thinking about journalism. He's in the works to start his own podcast. Mm-hmm. He said to me the other night, he's like, I thought about being a lawyer. I mean, it was just like, <laughs> nope, 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 and um, yeah, this is kind of crazy. But the reason I was asking all that is that, you know, it's somewhere around 73% of people don't actually do anything with their college degree. Like mm-hmm. mine's in music ministry. Okay. Yeah. I do nothing with music. Yeah. I did do that for a period of time, but not, I mean, four years, but I don't, you know, do that at all. And I think it's really important for our listeners to realize that, um, especially if you have college graduates or you have high school graduates getting ready to start college, you know, that your life career is going to shift and change. And it, it's changing me as a parent Mm -hmm. on how I'm trying to coach my own son and set him up for success, you know, and not worry so much about that particular degree at this point. Fully supportive of whatever he wants to do, but you know, gosh, it could shift so much, right? It's a confusing spot to be. I'm in the same spot. I have a 17 year old daughter. She's looking at colleges and she's very artistic. Um, and, and I think she will be a studio artist as, as an adult. Yeah. Whether that will pay for food or not, I, you know, I don't know probably, but, but you know, so do we send her to an expensive private school to, yeah, for studio art? Well, I think she probably needs to be where there's a really good studio art program. Um, but uh, I guess all that is to say, I'm very confused about the role, the role of higher education right now, too. Yeah. Um, when when so many things have been disrupted, um, that Luke doesn't need a journalism degree necessarily. He, he, right. He should he should know the fundamentals, but he could start LukeTutor.com. Yeah. And and have it a, exist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's coming. Yeah. But yeah, that's how I feel about it, and I I don't know if it's because as like. I'm such an entrepreneur yeah. that I'm just like, and I buck the system. Yep. Uh, and then I have a fear as a dad and a parent, like, oh, am I bucking the system so much that I'm setting him up for failure in the future? Yeah. But all right, we are drifting into a yeah, completely yeah, yeah. different yeah, podcast. Yeah. Word. Yeah. But this is a, That's a good one, though. This is one we need to come back to. Yes. We should get our spouses involved, too, because that would be really interesting to get that mix of perspective. Perspective. Yeah. So that's that is a fascinating background, though. Uh, th- yeah. It's it just kind of is what it is. Um, and uh, and like I said, I can remember specifically trying to get out for for years and applying to other jobs, communications, marketing, things like that, and just no after no. And when I made the point about if if you had existed in in my life at some point in the past things would have been wildly different i i did come to realize at some point it's because i'm nobody can view me as anything else but a guy who works with numbers in in and investments right and even though sales marketing customer relations all that is part of the job that i did uh, and felt i had talents in marketing and in and, and other other areas like that like n- nobody could see that in this community that was hiring for, for marketing roles or whatever. Right. Um, and so unless you, at that time, my thought was you could, you can make a clean break and, and kind of rebrand yourself over time. Um, yeah, it's just, it's tricky. And I know the career field has, has, has evolved. Well, I think it speaks um, really, uh, strongly to the concept of brand that, Marketing and brand professionals couldn't see through the brand of financial advisor to know that this individual was capable of more than what their title was, um, that they would be able to bring more to the table. So I think it really speaks to the power of what brand does for you. Well, I'm just a, I'm a huge believer that anybody can rebrand themselves at any point in their life. Mm -hmm. I don't care how old you are. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and because we've done it mm-hmm. over and over again with 30, 40, 50, 60 year old people. Yeah. And, um, 
And I did it myself. I mean, I was a pastor, a minister. That's how people saw me. Um, and I was, I mean, even growing up as a kid, it was just expected um, from a lot of people. The assumption, I should say, um, was, oh, well, you'll be doing something in ministry, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and I went to a one-year Bible college, well, I finished at Bible college. But it was just like that was the trajectory um, and a very limiting view of myself to realize, oh, I could do more. I love church planting. I loved starting things and didn't realize how much of the entrepreneur piece mm-hmm. to me was, right? But I remember very distinctively like coming to that place where it's like, I'm changing what people perceive of who I am and what I do today. I think it's kind of confusing to the people who knew me from my past. Yeah. Um, although I've seen the shift in this last year where they're now starting to get it. Mm. Um, but, but before that, it was like, what is he doing? I mean, even my dad said that to me recently. He's like, look, Jeremy, the truth is if someone asked me what you did, I couldn't tell him. You know, he gets it now. Yep. Um, but it took him like a year and a half to really capture and understand like, oh, this is what he did. And even last night, my mom, she's always so concerned about my business growing because she just loves the aspect that we help people individually. Yeah. And I keep trying to tell her, mom, I'm not trying to own a farm. I'm trying to grow a ranch, you know? <laughs> but right. but it's just, it, it, it sometimes I think people who've known us, it's just, it's, it, it, it twists their mind around to, to get that. But it is possible for people to rebrand. Yeah, and and I think for me, and and I would imagine a lot of other people, that that itself can be a trap when you think, well, I I, I need to be able to explain to people what I, the people in my life what I do. Like, I need to have a succinct answer from my dad when he asks what I do. Right, something that's that I think he will find respectable, or that my my mom will understand, or that my cousin or or my old employer will think, well, okay, I'm lost that guy. He made a good move when. None of that matters. Right. Like, I don't think that matters. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know how many people really engage with podcasts. I know the people who are into podcasts are really into podcasts. Right. But yeah. if, if I was at a, like, I just went and saw, hung out with people that I went to college with the other day. And, and if I ran into one of them and said, oh, I produce podcasts now. Right. You know, in a track where everybody's like, oh, I'm, I run this PR <laughs> and I do, you know, this. It's like, you have to get over, like, being worried like what other people are going to say about what you do. So do you remember the day you just finally made that decision? Um, it was, it was part of a process, Jeremy. And, and what I'll tell you is that, um, I'm, I'm a migraine sufferer. I've, I've had migraines all my life and, mm. and lately in the past few years have been really trying to get to the, to the root of what that is all about. Some of it's physical, I'm sure some of it's mental and, and I was unpacking, um, you know, where my stress and anxiety comes from uh, with, with therapist and in unpack that a lot of it is career related, like just a lot of career stress that's piled up for a couple decades. And, and I started, you know, speaking out loud for the first time, I think I want to get out of this, which is something I, I hadn't yeah. admitted to anybody except my wife ever. Um, and, and from there, from saying it out loud, uh, you know, the next step was, okay, I need to take a step towards getting out of it. And so it's just firing off an email to a, to a business broker consultant saying, I want to sell my business. Yeah. Which is a huge obstacle, like, yeah, like massive inertia behind that. But then once that happened, all these other things happened that freed me up to, to, to do this. Yeah. Um, I suffer migraines too. Oh gosh. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just had one this week. Um, I took my magic. I actually was on the office floor laying down and my team drove me home and it took my pill and slept for the day. But, um, interesting. Um, I used to have them more frequently, Mm -hmm. um, and got, got on medicine and stuff was going to a therapist Mm -hmm. and went back for my physical and realized that they had decreased because I had worked through a lot of mental health issues uh, career stuff. Mm-hmm. It was all a big, huge upheaval and transition. Mm-hmm. And it, the thing about our careers and our, our career brand story is that it affects all aspects of our life, Yes, you know, and how we live wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And it's, so, you know, it's not just about the t- job title, climbing a corporate ladder, making a certain salary, you know, um, to circle back to our own children. What I said to my son, Luke, I was like, look, at the end of the day, 
you do what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. If that means you can live on 50,000 mm-hmm. and that makes you happy, if you want to just be a FedEx delivery driver, go for it. Yeah. I mean, I think you can do more. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I did kind of throw that in there, but, but, but at the end of the day, it's like, do what makes you happy. Yes. You know? Yeah. Well, so then. now you're doing what makes you happy. Word. Yes. And you're podcasting. Yeah. What's, what's also interesting too is, and I'll jump in there. I know you're probably leading to a question, but, but one thing I was thinking about is, is the ability, once you are kind of living wholeheartedly, you can set up your business to run a little bit differently. Yes. Like in, in financial planning, investment sales, banking, all those worlds I was in, the mindset was always uh, someone else has to lose for me to win. Like if it, it, it's very competitive, very um, scarcity minded. Um, from the moment we started Market Street Media, uh, I want to be a gener- generosity minded, abundance minded uh, person. And so yep. if, if somebody wants to come to our studio and see our setup, come look at it. Like, yeah, y- yeah you might be trying to duplicate it on your own. Yeah. But whatever, just come. I would rather overshare with the risk that somebody's going to, you know, steal an idea from me or whatever than than like hold that clenched fist um, and and try to protect everything. But that's what makes a business great. I mean, I think so. I I do. I mean, it's like I had a split second. Someone asked for a template resume, mm-hmm. like a copy of mm-hmm. it, and I'm giving all the keywords, everything away. You know, I mean, he could literally just take it. He doesn't need my services if he really wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, But so what? Yeah. You know, but those those threats or, you know, people that want something free and well, if I give this away free, then then whatever. Nobody's going to do anything with it. Right. Like people are never going to take action on it. Most likely. Yeah. People take action on their careers because they're paying you to help and they have skin in the game. Yeah. And what they're the situation they're in hurts and they want out of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, same, same thing for us. People come in and record because, because they have skin in the game and they're paying me. Um, I have fitness equipment in my garage that I never use. <laughs> I pay a personal right. yeah. trainer a lot of money and I go meet with him three times a week. You know, it's, it's, you gotta have skin in the game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're doing what you love now. You're podcasting. Here's my first question. Why should anyone be interested in podcasting? Oh my gosh. It's the easiest, excuse me, in my opinion, the easiest way to make content. It's yeah. just, it's too easy. Like I'm, I like to write, um, just like you said, you know, Luke is a writer, but, but it takes, it takes labor. It's slower getting content out to the world when you do that versus just firing up the mics and recording a podcast. You can take a podcast and turn it back into a blog post or 50 tweets or a YouTube video or whatever. But, but to me, it's, it's a very simple and clean uh, backbone for a content strategy or a content plan. Um, also, it's we're still so early in this in podcasting that that we're all like in the very early days, like we're the begin still like the beginning of the beginning for podcasting. And so, it, it has it has there's all kinds of applications for this that haven't been developed yet that are still yet to come that we can't even imagine yet. Yeah. Um, and so, to me, it's a very very simple, very relatable very consumable way to, to take in content um, that just gets me fired up. Yeah. I mean, that was the main reason I wanted to do the podcast for career brand story was to give us that long content piece that we just divvy up. And it took us a while to get there and figure out how to do it. But now it's like, it's, it, you know, I'm able to increase the volume mm-hmm. of all of our uh, marketing across all of our channels mm-hmm. And it makes it really simple to do when you're just running off the podcast because we actually only really created one thing, you Mm -hmm. know, and Jeb takes it, does a masterful job of creating these pod snacks for us. And it just, it just makes it easy. Also the, the, the listen through rate of a podcast most, you know, I think that it's, it's, you're better with statistics than I am, but a huge number of people will listen through an entire episode of a podcast. Mm. YouTube you know, if you have 50% still watching at the end of a YouTube video, that's great. You're doing great. But a huge number of people will listen through the end of a podcast episode. And, and what I say is imagine with the people that you want to work with, your best prospects. Yeah. Imagine having them alone, locked in a room for 20 or 30 minutes right. every week. Right. Like you're getting so much time with them. Whereas in a real, a real client relationship, a, a few minutes a year, like is how much FaceTime you get with them. 
Right. So uh, you just you're getting so much more exposure and share of their their ear and mind. This was kind of an aha moment with someone I was working with who does their own podcasting, um, and <laughs> he recently was like, "Yeah, I won't say the company and keep this confidential, but he reached out to a big company, mm-hmm. to their chief of marketing." And the person said, yeah, I'll come on your podcast. And I was like, how did you do that? He's like, oh, I just emailed her. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. And that's what I started to realize is that like people will come on a podcast to talk about whatever's going on in their world Mm -hmm. because it also gives them a platform and it gives them credibility regardless of what your actual listenership is. Like in my head, I'm thinking, well, we don't have the followership yet. We don't have, I mean, we're a small little podcast and my mom and my dad, um, and you know, listen to it, you know, that that's kind of how my mindset is. Um, but you know, a lot more people I hope listen to this, but, but I mean, you know, it's the realization was like back to you saying, it's like, you really can use it as an opportunity to prospect and bring people in and, and have a length conversation and, and you got them for that time frame. I mean, yeah, it's yours to lose kind of. Yeah. So my, my podcast, John city living, uh, I'm, you know, in my, in my old business, if I had knocked on those people's door, Hey, will you come talk to me? I just want to tell you about my services and what I do. Like never would have worked like a, 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 a podcast can open doors in a way that a business card can't, I guess, would be the, the short way to say that. So what would you say to someone who really wants to get into it? Like where where do they start with all of that? Um, Besides just coming to Market Street Media and signing up. <laughs> of course, naturally. That's the, <laughs> that's the easiest um, way to do it. <laughs> yeah. What I would say is, this is great advice, or I think solid advice for anything, is, is just don't overthink it. Like just just get something going. Don't, don't overthink it. Um, it is as simple as grabbing your phone and like speaking into your phone. You can record a podcast and publish it just with your phone. Now, is it going to be the quality you want? Right. Maybe not, but you can do it. And so really it's, it's starting that, uh, like that flywheel effect of publishing and publishing more and again and again, consistently, like we talked about, um, just, don't overthink it. You don't have to have the perfect name for your podcast. You, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to know what the format is necessarily. And you don't have to fall in love with your with your first podcast. Like you can quit a podcast and start another one. Right. You know, if you start a baseball podcast and you realize, I'm really not all that into this and I want to talk about, you know, fly fishing or whatever. Yeah. You can stop and start a different one. Yeah. So it's not life and death. Don't overthink it. Just yeah. get the thing started. That's actually powerful to think about. In anything, you can start and stop anything you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we could go on that for that's probably yeah. a, a whole nother series. But we got four episodes coming out of this one episode. Right. But think about how your adult life changes when you go, I don't have to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> I lost my train of thought because I went down that rabbit trail for a minute because there was something else I was going to ask you about. Um, I'll, t- I'll tell you where that came, by the way, I'll tell you where that came from it is, um, is we were getting the family, we have four kids, getting our family out the door now is, is relatively easy, but there were years where it's a production to get out the door. Yes. And so going to church on Sunday, always a production. And, and I looked at my wife on Sunday, I was like, you know, we don't have to go, Right. And she's like, no, this, this is what we do. And I'm like, no one's going to check. Like it doesn't go on a report. Um, auditors aren't going to come by and check like our, right. like we don't have to go today. Yep. She's like, oh, okay. You know? Yeah. So anyhow. Yeah. I totally get that. I can totally resonate with that. So um, you have this new podcast, start your podcast the easy way. Mm-hmm. I assume you're talking about this exact same thing about how to do it the easy way. Yeah. It's, it's definitely geared towards people on the beginning end of the spectrum for, for podcasts. But I do like to dive into, um, ideas of, I like to talk to other podcasters and see their, their process, the equipment they use, how they got started, the challenges they face. Uh, but, but again, it's, it's mostly about demystifying those, those barriers, those things that get in our head about, well, I need to have this taken care of or figured out before I do this. And so if I can, you know, in, you know, in a short lesson, um, 
you know, walk somebody through step-by-step how to do something so that it, it's, they realize how easy all this can be, then, then that's great time spent for me. Yeah. And the other question I was going to ask you when I lost my train of thought <clears throat> was you talked about consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 so the last two weeks I kind of went silent on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, one, because we got super busy um, and I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. I just been so tired and meeting myself coming and going. And I also realized, oh, I don't have to post anything and I'm still making money on my business. Right. Because I kind of, I mean, I've always known where my money is coming from, mm-hmm. where my business is coming from. And, uh, and so, you know, I'm currently focused on YouTube, LinkedIn and TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of cross post Instagram, Facebook and stuff. But all of those things, they have these algorithms, right? Mm-hmm. And you can watch tons of videos of all these people who tell you, here's the algorithms and here's the things. And, you know, honestly, you, you, you can, I mean, I've, I've exhausted myself, Sure. you know, yeah. like with TikTok, um, you know, I, I kind of stopped for the last two weeks. I could have continued on and seen the growth continue to happen because it, it's happening there pretty organically, but it was just like three videos a day was exhausting. That's a mountain of content, you know? And yeah, it's just like, <laughs> and, and, uh, and so, so I, I'm in this place where what I'm wondering, and I don't know that anyone has the answer to this, but you know, at some point you just have to come down to what works for your pace. And I come back to that word of just consistency. And, and for me, the consistency is, and we even did this with the podcast in December, we were like, okay, love doing it. Every week is a lot for Mm -hmm. us. And I wanted to make sure that every podcast we did was really valuable. Like someone could really get something out of it. Like I was going as so far that I was like, can we produce like a little worksheet that people can fill out? Mm, And like, I mean, make it really like, (laughs) like you walk away knowing that you grab something out of this. And so we were like, okay, let's, let's back up and do this every other week. Um, Which I know even for Jeb and you can jump in Jeb about your feelings with this, but I mean, he's on the back end doing a lot of work um, to make, career brand story, what it is. Um, but I think all that just comes back to, it was less about in this sense, it was less about always trying to push something out all the time and feeling like you're always trying to catch up in the race and just simply be committed and consistent to a schedule, whatever that is. Yeah. I mean, do you see that as like that? That's one of the things that, that, um, I still believe is true. Consistency is great. I don't think that every podcast has to be the game winner. Um, You have the freedom to put out podcasts that aren't your best, but you know, our, our move to every two weeks was appropriate for us based on our workload and, and knowing that we wanted to at least be putting out 80%. We don't want to put out a total clunker knowing we're putting out clunkers so, you know, if it's going to be not one of our best, we at least want it to be at 80%. So it's really still plenty of useful information and content for our audience um, and for us, quite frankly, because, you know, we're small, we're trying to get things going and it can be more beneficial to us to spend that extra week doing good work for the next one instead of just, you know, ticking off the box to meet schedule. Yeah, I think that's so smart. The, you know, social media and content creation and all that stuff. It's just a, it's a black hole. It will take yeah. everything you have to throw at it um, to the point where, and this is this has happened to me plenty of times. I look up and I go like, "What am I like? How does this help me help a customer? Like, what is somebody somebody getting out of out of this?" And you made a great point, Jeremy, about you know where your revenue comes from. Right. So it's very easy to go, well, I haven't put it, nothing has hit for me on Instagram in, in a few weeks. And so I really need to come up with something that's going to hit on Instagram. But, but like, why? Like, is it going to bring a customer to you? Right. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's... But I know if I do, if, if, if I do this, you know, instead of dreaming up that dream post or whatever, if I, you know, send an email and say, hey, we've got this new service that, you know, we can, we can do this for you for an extra whatever a month. Like you'll get some of that 
Like people will jump on that. Yeah. Um, and so it's that time. It's do I make another Instagram post or which I'm all for. I love social media, love creating content, all that. But again, it, it always, you don't want to get so, you know, far adrift that you're like, why am I even, what is this content helpful for when you could be spending time like just digging in with your customers and, and adding them, you know, adding more value to their lives? Yeah, I the, the whole social media thing and gaining followers and, you know, it's just... I, I we may edit this part out. I don't know, That's but fine. but I I said to our social media marketer on our team, I was like, I don't know, do I need to be wearing a bikini, you know, to get, <laughs> to get the viewers, the followers? I don't know. What's what do I got to do here? There is like a progression of like just it starts high level and then it's just like slowly lowest common denominator down to okay, there's a person in a bathing suit, like you know, yeah, it's uh, it's wild. So yeah. So where do you where in podcasting where do you think like beginner podcasters go wrong? Uh, I, I'll, I'll say, I'll just make the point again. It's, it's overthinking it. Um, it. It's trying to, to make sure all the lights are green, that everything's going to be perfect before you publish. The other thing that I would say is that, and I'm a person who started an interview show and I love interview shows, but um, that's a very, that's low hanging fruit for starting a podcast yeah. is, is doing interview shows. You don't have to do it that way. Yeah. Like you don't, uh, my, my newer show, uh, podcasting for fun and profit is, is more monologue with some interviews. So it's probably 80% monologue teaching, uh, talking about a topic of the day, uh, versus selective interviews here and there. So, Mm. uh, so that other advice is, are you getting higher engagement that way? I don't necessarily Mm. think so. Okay. Um, but it, it's it was more conducive for for what I can produce consistently. So you know, it comes back gotcha. to what I can what I can pull off um, because I spend a lot of time producing interviews for other people and, and all right. that. So I kind of have to leverage um, what I'm doing for myself. But but that's I would I would say don't overthink it and feel free to think outside the box and try something new. Uh, we we have one client who started as an interview show last year. It was fine. She did she did fine. But it just wasn't the best fit for her. And now she comes in and every other week she does a guided meditation. So you can go to Anchor, you can go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and there's a free guided meditation for you. And she kills at that. She's so good at it. Yeah. You know, fine interview interview was format was fine for her, but this is so much better for her and her gifting and, and talent. So don't be afraid to 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 think outside the the normal mold. Yeah. Um, one of your podcasters, Ryan McKinney, Mm -hmm. I think he's a master interviewer. He's good. Yeah. Like he just had like, I was on his show. What's his show called? John city, small business. That's right. Mm -hmm. I mean, he just had a piece of paper with a few little bit of notes. I'm fully scripted out. (laughs) I was like, Oh man, he's really good. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, it's fun to, um, I think also learn from other podcasters and see how they are doing it. And, you know, try different things for yourself, what works for you, what doesn't. Agree. Same. I'm the same way. Yep. Yeah. Um, So I think some people, this is a choice, right? Mm -hmm. To monetize your podcast Mm -hmm. or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think maybe that sometimes keeps people from podcasting too, because they think, well, you need to make money off Mm -hmm. of it. But I, I mean, if you're doing a podcast, there is ways for you to, to, make money, even if it's just a few dollars or it could be more. Um, you know, what do you think is like the number one way if you start this podcast and you start thinking about actually monetizing it? Yeah. I mean, the absolute easiest, lowest hanging fruit in the podcast monetization space. That's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> is, I mean, is if you have a free account on Anchor, which is where I publish a lot of podcasts, is, is through Anchor. They're owned by Spotify, super easy to use. From day one, you click a little button that says, I think it says money is what it's named. Yeah. And they will give you an ad to read for Anchor. They will pay you to promote the service that you're using. And you read it and they pay, I think, I think $15 per thousand listens. Not a lot of us are going to get a thousand listens right off the bat. But over time, yeah. that stuff adds up. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the lowest hanging fruit out there. You can do that. Um, th- the next place I would look is if there are brands, companies affiliated to the business that you're in, I would go go to them and say, hey, my listeners are mid-40, you know, people looking for 
career change advice, uh, counseling, things like that. I know they're probably in this income. They live in this part of the world and figure out who, who, who wants those people as customers. Okay. Yeah. So you sell, you sell, you know, life insurance. That's a great, you know, fit for a life insurance company or, or whatever and say, Hey, you know, what would it be worth to you to be in front of, you know, a few of these people every week? So that's kind of the next, the next place is people already in your phone, already in your contacts who could benefit from promoting something to your, to your audience. Yeah. Um, and then the other way too is, is I, I think I mentioned too, that, that I sold my podcast. So uh, there, there could be a market for standing up a podcast, building an audience, and then transitioning that to somebody who could benefit from that audience. Okay. So, so I have Rogan over here. When you started, <laughs> I know, right? So when you started that podcast, did you plan to sell it? Um, no, but I didn't like plan not to sell it. If you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, like I wanted it to not be, uh, you know, the latent heart podcast. So I, right, 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 right. Um, because it's hard to sell that to somebody else. Yeah. Um, so it was, yeah, I just tried to brand it away from me as much as I could. Yeah. And the podcast and the person who bought it, it makes a lot of strategic sense. Great fit. Yeah. Yeah. Great fit. Well, that's really cool. And this gets into brand, mm-hmm. right? I mean, podcasting is a great way to promote your brand and, you know, um, we grab on to, to the Seth Golden like brand is reputation, yeah. you know, so much of that. How do you help people communicate their message, their reputation, their brand? Boy, that's a great, great question. Um, so the, w- I would say the way I help is, is, you know, I mentioned a lot about, about clearing the, the, the roadblocks and, and hurdles, but I, I honestly believe not, enough of us have sat down to think who is who is the audience for this like the specific people and and we've all been through those build your customer avatar exercises and things like that Um, i think we can easily get off track if we don't start with the listener or the audience in mind Um, because then our our content is kind of all over the place or or isn't necessarily landing Uh, and so i think um how we help people communicate their message or their reputation is helping them really get a clear picture of who that person is on the other end of the speaker or who's seeking them out when they go jog or, or, you know, walk the baby or whatever. Right. Right. Hey, listen, this episode is sponsored in part by enter your fellowship. If you're a college graduate or a college uh, or in college and at least 21 years old, um, I want you to think about, seeking to understand how to best participate with your gifts and your talents and your desires. And maybe you're just trying to gain all this clarity around that. Enter Your Fellowship uh, is a year-long opportunity for young adults who are committed to living an intentional Christian community with like-minded individuals focused on discerning their vocation. They're located right here in Johnson City, Tennessee. Each fellow will serve in a nonprofit or ministry that is committed to social change, gaining valuable hands-on experience, and they're now accepting applications for the 21-22 uh, year. So let's close the gap together and apply today at enteryear.org forward slash apply. So Leighton, thank you so much for being on the show. I feel like we came up with about four or five (laughs) new podcast shows that we need to have discussions around. Um, But um, as a first time guest on Career Brand Story, we ask all of our guests this, what do you want to be when you grow up? God, that's such a good question. That is a really, really good question. Somebody, we were in a small group last week and somebody said, what's uh, a skill you wish you had that you don't have? And I said, I would love to know how to play the drums. Like, it just seems really cool. Um, (laughs) I don't, you know, I'm honestly, I don't want to be this guy, but like, I'm not really far off from, from having the situation that I want. Like I get to come in, I'm a natural introvert. uh, So being in a room full of people, just listening to other people talk is (laughs) without having to contribute myself is like, that's money right there. Um, uh, helping people solve their problems. Um, you know, it's not a really rigid corporate job. If I need, I'm picking up my kids from school this afternoon and, um, you know, most Monday mornings I'm not in the office. It's like, it's a pretty good fit right here. I can't think of a lot that I would change. Like if, if somehow I could monetize playing golf or flying (laughs) around in somebody else's private jet, I'd, I'd figure that out. (laughs) But for now, I I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot. So we'll look forward to the new pod. 
daily, yeah, daily vlogging. vlogging. That's going to be Leighton Hart's way to fly around and make money. Get that YouTube. Yeah. All right. You heard it here. I'm yeah. on it. All fired up. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm looking forward to the new podcast on how to start becoming a drummer. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not well, your looking drums forward to right. this. Office. All you're going to hear is bam, 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 bam. bam. It's very, Actually, very boring. So I kid you not, on TikTok, there's a lady who's like a, a drummer and she teaches people how to drum. Have, is this the lady who's like 65? Have yeah, you seen that? Like, yeah. She's awesome. She's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And she gets her drum pad out and then you can do at her and I'm. Well, all right. Maybe we stumbled you, onto something. You can do anything. Listen, you can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn. Just search, uh, search Jeremy Tudor and on Instagram at Jeremy T. Tudor. And also, while many of you listen to this pod, ba- man, I'm not talking well today. It's pod bath. Pod pod. It's a pod bath. Well, many of you listen to this podcast because that is what a podcast is for. You can also watch each episode on YouTube and uh, just search Jeremy Tudor or we actually have a landing page set up now, careerbrandstory.com. Just go there. We would love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, That would be awesome. Leighton, where can everyone find you? Uh, Really, you know, the Google will get you where you need to go. I'm on Instagram at my personal is Leighton Graham, L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N Graham, uh, Podcast Fun and Profit is one I run for my podcast, and then you can find my business. That's where you know probably I spend uh, most of my time creating content is at at market underscore street underscore media, market street media. So that's where I am. And Jeb, um, a wonderful um, producer, co-host, um, while you're not in Best Buy grabbing up all the rest of the hard drives, <laughs> where that's can the people find you? The thing I do is buy hard drives at the last minute. You can find me at jebgraff.com. That's J-E-B-B-G-R-A-F-F.com. And my name is also my social media handle on all social media at jebgraff. That's great. I want to thank McKay Leslie for contributing writing to this podcast as always. And thanks for tuning in everyone and keep thriving. If you're interested in advertising your business on our podcast, we advertise for local and national companies. Contact McKay at careerbrandstory.com for more information. That's M-C-C-A-Y at careerbrandstory.com.